you pray for others, God will make things happen for you. Intercessors are not people who lack. Your first responsibility is to pray and intercede for your spiritual father. You pray for service. You pray for the units you belong to. You pray for your pastor. I just want to share some things with you this morning is very important. Thank you for coming from IFE, the people, leaders, core leaders that came from IFE. We appreciate you. We love you. Because what we are doing is historical. Historical. You cannot but be there. It is very important. I know that some of you have things to do. Some people probably have exams or texts or whatever. So uh, we really appreciate you. Thank you for coming. Now, I discussed something in church, which is very important. Um, they will be watching the video of the part two of, of that message I preach in church in Ife today, because all their pastors are here. I call it kingdom fraternity. All right? And it was part one, part two. Kingdom family fraternity. That word fraternity is like a fellowship. Like a koinonian, this Greek word for fellowship is a kind of a, a cult. When you say this is a family, and you have been initiated into that family by the blood of Jesus, and as you get into the family of God, God now plants you into a spiritual local assembly. So where you are planted now is communion Christian center. Now, the scripture says, I will give you a shepherd. It didn't say, I will give you shepherds. I will give you a shepherd. So for every spiritual family, there is a shepherd. Now, what that means is this. You know, don't forget, Bible says to the angel of God in Philadelphia. Angel of God. Now, there is always one person that God will call. In Isaiah 51, he said, look up to your Abraham your father, I called him alone. I called him alone. A lot of people might not know this. What makes a denomination run or who God communicated with in a denomination is actually the shepherd of the denomination. And so God plants you into this family and gives you a shepherd. All the pastors have mentioned, they are my extensions. They are my extensions. What I mean by that is that they are able representatives, vested with the same authority. The only difference is designation of assignment. One is overseeing all the churches, and one is overseeing a church. Designation of assignment. We are not inferior to ourselves. Are you getting what I'm saying? We are not. It's the place of assignment that is different. It's more or less like husband and wife. They are not inferior to themselves. But everybody has their own role to play. I hope that is clear. That is the way a church is. So when you have lead pastors, you have pastorate, you have ministers, the ministers are not inferior to the pastors. We are born again. We are filled with the Spirit. But the designation of the roles that we play in contributing to the advancement of God's work in church is different. I want you to understand it. So there is no need for any issue at all. Everybody will fulfill their role. 
Leaders are not inferior to ministers. Leaders are not inferior to pastors. Now, that doesn't mean that you say because you are not inferior, you are now... No, because God sets others, puts others to things. That is the way God runs. That is the way God runs. And so, in the family... When you are planted, you are planted first and foremost as a new creation, as a being. You are planted as a being. You see, what I'm sharing with you this morning is to help you to position yourself and be in alignment with what will happen in the evening. I am using, you know, in science, you use a particular sample to be able to Determine what is going to happen to the rest. So we are like point of contact to the rest of communion worldwide in this place because there will be some prophetic utterances in the evening. But you must have the requisite knowledge or basic understanding as to how you position and receive what is coming up in the evening. You must position yourself. You must position yourself not just to receive the prophetic words of the man of God. You must position yourself to actually be in alignment to execute whatever instructions come up. You must position yourself to receive the blessings. Because you see what I see is beyond just our spiritual family blowing up. Opening centers everywhere and then breaking barriers and then doing great exploits. It's beyond just a church, a collective thing. Individually, things will change for everybody. Can you say amen? And things are going to change for better. Because I am so sure of what I'm talking about. New businesses will open up. You know, the existing businesses will go to the IRM. You get what I'm saying? There will be new families. There will be new, there will be marriages. There will be, things will be happening. You might not understand in the last one year, because of what God wanted to do, our system was subjected to a lot of process, rigorous process. That in between, if something was not, if things were not handled with care, we can miss out on what God wants to do. And that is why God opened my eyes to see it. So you can see. He said, first and foremost, in the prophecy of um, Joseph, he said the first seven years was going to be years of plenty. He said the following seven years is going to be years of famine. He said what they need to do now is to save. But in our own case, the first one is referred to years of famine. And then the next one. Because God will not start with his children with plenty, and then land them in famine. Are you getting what I'm saying? It will start with process. You have to learn this. You have to know this. You have to go through this. You have to go through that. I'm telling you how God communicated to me from the scripture. So he said the next seven years is for prosperity, is for advancement, is for blessings, is for... Are you getting what I'm saying? If you believe that, can you say amen? And I, I'm so sure that for you and your family, you will experience the miraculous in the name of Jesus Christ. I'm talking about things that will shock you. They are going to be beyond your prayer request. You know when prophecies are happening? I mean, Mary didn't pray that, Lord, I conceive Jesus. I conceive Jesus. Did Mary pray that? No. But prophecy located Mary. But Mary was positioned. 
what is the positioning? Being a virgin. And she feared the Lord. She had a connect, she had a connection with the Lord. Because an angel can appear to a non-believer and say, who is this one? What are you saying? Get out. But Mary already had a connection with God. So I'm telling you this. This is very important. You are already born again. You have a connection with God. You are full of the Spirit. You are planted in a church where the prophetic calendar is opened. And the flow is being opened. On our wedding day, when the pastors were praying for us, the blessing, Pastor Paul, you made a statement. When he made that statement, I knew that this is why I got married. Just a statement. But because the statement is for me, he mentions the fathers in this country. For those who listen, he said something, something, something of the fathers in this country is given unto you. He never prayed that kind of prayer for me before. While we were planning to do inauguration, it was inauguration we wanted to do first. I said, I just, it just came to my spirit that let me get married before inauguration. So I just mentioned it to him. He said, that is the best. And every other minister that heard about it, they agree that is the best. There are some of you, you are single here. By this time next year, you are married in the name of Jesus Christ. Hear the word of the Lord. Don't bother to ask about, don't ask questions. How shall this thing be? It shall be. Praise God. I have seen people here who are eligible, who are already believing God, who are not catching it. And I saw a student doing like this. Who is in part two or part three? It will shock you. No, no. It will, look, my listen. You know, the things of God are not things that make sense to your. To, it doesn't. It doesn't appeal to your head. That is why you cannot. You cannot be planning the things of God for Him. You can't. You can't. God gives you a prophetic flow. You are designing it for. Look at people that God blessed in the Scripture. Joseph did not design. You see. I have an ambition. What's your ambition? I want to become the prime minister of Egypt. I'm from his father's house. And he, he said, my brother, I will offend them. They will put me in the pit. And when they put me in the pit, I'll come out. They will sell me to save you. I'll get to Potiphar's house. I will tell the woman, I'm not doing. And when she got angry, and then they will put me in the prison. And then from the prison. Is that what he planned for himself? No, no, no. Is that what he plans for himself? Look at your neighbor. See, you are too smart. It's not even. It's not only Joseph. Look at Abraham. Say, Abraham, come out. Just be going. I will show you where you are going. <laughs> How many of you have ever left your house not knowing where you are going? You know where you are going. You call the people you are going to meet before you get there. You use GPS. You use Google Map. Even as you are going, you are watching signage. That am I sure I'm still on the way? Abraham didn't have all that. I hope you know that. Abraham didn't have no GPS, no Google Map, no, no, no. But if God just said, "Be going," and you see, that's what we call faith. That's what we call faith. Everyone that God used in the scripture did not plan it that way. 
You know the funniest thing? They did not even pray for it. Daniel did not pray to be in slavery. How can you pray to be in slavery? No, no, no. Think about it. That uh, uh, Nebuchadnezzar, I confess and I declare, come and bombard us. And I will be one of the noble men that you are going to select. Did he plan it? He didn't plan it. There are some challenges you have found yourself. Did you plan it? You didn't plan it. Then you should know that God is up to something. Are you getting what I'm saying? And I'm now telling you that in the prophetic flow, those challenges are going to be swallowed up and things around you will turn around so sharp in the name of Jesus Christ. The scripture says, when the Lord turned the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dream. Do you know how things can do you? Let me use, let me say it that way. How things can do you and say, ah, pinch me. Is it me? Do you understand? When things just change and you check your account balance, you say, ah, no, 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 no. Let's, can we check it again? You, <laughs> and then you hear your name in some places and you, you wonder, are you getting what I'm saying? I'm talking about things happening to you as a person, not just collectively, because the collective eh, is like the summation of what is happening to every individual. And look at the people I'm talking about. God did not look at their mistake to get them to where they were going. Abraham made mistake. You know about Abraham is mistake. For you to know that Abraham is very fertile. One night stand with Agai. Pam. And he has been doing many, 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 many chances with Sarah. Nothing. Just one night. It looks like mistake is better than the normal. Are you getting what I'm saying? You can see, even their mistake did not occur in the program of God. It did not occur. It didn't stop him from becoming the father of many nations. It didn't stop him from becoming the father of faith. Father of faith! Impregnated housemaid. Father of faith. Now you, you are a son of faith. And you are a daughter of faith. So how will your mistake affect the fulfillment of your destiny? Look at it. So there's no way God can connect the fulfillment of your destiny in the future with the past mistake you have made. There are two different things. And so get ready. Look at your neighbor and say, get ready. There's something big is about to happen. Can you say it with all boldness? Something big is about to happen. Something that is worth shouting about. Good. Somebody say, yeah. yeah. Ah. I want you to be thinking of a better life. Think of, see, God did not put us here to suffer. I'm not joking. Enjoy your life. Don't marry to suffer. <laughs> One week anniversary. There are changes I have seen. Just one week anniversary. Don't, 
Don't suffer. Look at your neighbor. Say, don't be suffering for nothing. You know, sometimes we try to make things happen for ourselves. I was telling one of the pastors yesterday, I said, people will read books. Uh, It's good to read books. But don't let it take the position or the place of the prophetic in your life. That is the truth. It's good to read books. So we're attending this seminar. We're attending that seminar. Fantastic. There's nothing wrong. <clears throat> you know what I found out? In the business world, you can receive an information and your life will change. Just one information. And you know the funniest thing? When you look at the information and the changes in your life, it has nothing to do with every effort you have been making. Sometimes it embarrasses, it's, it's all your preparation, but why it's good is that to an extent, you are upgraded, you are updated, you have capacity. That is why it's good to read the books, to read. You don't read the books and say, oh, I saw something, I'm reading this book so that I can go here. I'm reading this one, go here. Now, you don't read the book to the extent that it turns to the Holy Spirit. Then the Holy Spirit, the book doesn't lead you. It's the Spirit of God that must guide and lead you. Can you say amen? So, I want to discuss with you your spiritual responsibilities or your responsibility as a son or a daughter in this spiritual family. Go listen to the message, those two messages, Kingdom, Family, Fraternity 1 and 2. It's so serious that if you are planted in a spiritual family such as this, nothing must uproot you from it. Nothing. Not emotions, not offense, not anything must uproot you. If God has planted you, it's only God that must uproot you. If we will need to uproot you. Are you getting what I'm saying? And God doesn't just uproot people. He does transplant. Are you getting what I'm saying? Because he connects all the families together. That's what he does. Let's say you relocate to Canada now and communion is not in Canada. He tells you a kindred church where you can be fed the same way you are being fed. And he will not just tell you to do that. He will tell you to do that while you are still in connection with where you left. I'm telling you, these are very important because sometimes we don't experience certain level of blessings because our connection, our fellowship level is low. Is low. Until you are giving completely to the things of God in a spiritual family, you have been planted. You might not be able to, you know, the things of God are deep things. You might not be able to really penetrate or unlock certain things that are in the deep. And it's in a spiritual family like this, you can touch that kind of death. And that is the truth. No believer is supposed to be, is, you are not designed to be floating. You are designed to be planted. Bible referred to us as the planted trees. 
Alright? He said they shall be planted as trees or like a planted trees that will bring forth their fruits in seasons. So take notes, number one. So what are my responsibilities? What are my responsibilities? I'm just going to give you seven. My responsibilities. As a son in the house. As a daughter in the house. You will see now that after I've given you these seven, the things you have been doing before that are not your responsibilities, you will drop them. I don't need to discuss about that. Once I tell you your responsibilities, just go execute this. And call every other person that you know. These are our responsibilities. These are our responsibilities. Number one, you pray and intercede for your spiritual family. Your first responsibility is to pray and intercede for your spiritual family. You pray. You pray for service. You pray for the unit you belong to. You pray for your pastor. Let me tell you something. If you don't pray for your pastor, when your pastor is preparing to come for service, the word that is supposed to address issues in your life might not be loaded up in the heart of your pastor. How to actually receive is to pray for the channels through which you receive. One of the ways to receive is to pray for the channels through which you what? You receive. The scripture says that let me show you something. I didn't plan this, but let me show you. Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10. Your pastor must be sent to you every time you come to church. Your pastor is not sent to you once and for all. He's sent to you every time. Romans chapter 10. Let's read from verse 10. Quickly. It says, For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Yes. It says, For the scripture says, Whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. Yes. He said, For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich to all who call upon him. Verse 13. He says, For whoever call upon his name, the name of the Lord shall be saved. Whoever. Yes. And he said, How then, listen, you know, how then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without what? Without what? Without a preacher. So now, I receive from God. I receive from God. There are channels through which you receive. So Bible is saying, how will you hear without a preacher? And now see what it says next. He said, and how shall they preach unless they are what? Unless they are sent. So if I'm not sent, I can't preach. You see that? God says he called apostles, disciples to himself, and then he empowered them, and he sent them out. Jesus himself told us, for this purpose I was sent. For this purpose I came into the world. So if we are not sent, now, there is the generic sending, and there is specific sending. I am sent to everybody. But don't forget, the woman with the issue of blood, by our faith had declared by to herself. So that means Jesus Christ was sent to everybody, but the woman with the usual blood by with her faith 
cornered a chunk or a particular portion of the virtue with which Jesus was sent. Everybody was just moving around, Jesus just touching, and uh, but somebody was touching, somebody pressed to touch by faith. So, which means that we are saints. But for you to be blessed, to be really blessed, to partake of the inheritance and to receive from the Lord through us as a channel, you have to believe not just God, you believe the people who are saints. Believe God, you'll be established. Believe his prophets, you shall prosper. So one of the ways by which you believe is that you pray. You pray for those channels. You pray for your center pastor. You pray for lead pastor. You pray for assistant pastors. You pray for the ministers. You pray for whoever is preaching. You might not know who is preaching. Lord, as I'm going to church today, I receive your word. That virtue is loaded. It's your responsibility. Let me tell you, there is no special spiritual covering anywhere in any church. It's the prayer warriors in that place that are covering in the spirit. Pastor Yadiboye has 24 hours prayer network chain. People are being paid to pray. Prayer going up. You can't, there are certain massive things you can't do without having intercessors. One of the best ways to start serving in the kingdom of God is to start serving as an intercessor. What you pray about, you can't complain about. Are you listening to me? You can't complain about. If somebody step on your toes, you know that, look, instead of getting offended with this one, let me go and pray for him because you are used to praying for everybody. And as you pray for the person, the love of God fill your hearts. So you see that? Ephesians chapter, look at it. Now, before we go to Ephesians, let's say, how shall they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. Now you see some of them offending you because you are not praying for them. I can offend you. You don't pray for me. Anytime I offend you, you have not prayed for me. And how shall they preach unless they are sent? You see that? Let's see Ephesians chapter 6 from verse 18. You know, if you read it from verse 10, it said, be strong in the Lord. He started talking about hammer. But in verse 18, he said, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. This is powerful. How many prayer? No, no, no. Talk. How many prayer? Is it all prayer? Binding and losing. All prayer. Speaking in tongues, all prayer, thanksgiving, all prayer, supplication. He said, supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end, with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Verse 19. And for me, look at that. This is Paul, the apostle. And for me, that utterance may be given to me. If you don't pray the utterance into me, it won't come to you. Do you get that? If you don't pray the utterance into your center, pastors, it won't come to you. He said, as for me, that utterance may be given to me, that I may open my mouth. Let's say we have a program somewhere in the, in the university or in a town, and then we are planning, let's say, it's special, I don't know whether Megavest we hold, let's use Megavest, all right? And then, 
you know, and we are going into that town. It's your responsibility to go on your knees. Not until when we send you prayer charts or prayer directives. You are just praying in the Holy Ghost. Some of you can even decide. Three, four, five people come together. You go somewhere and your responsibility is praying for the problem. We don't need to know about it. All that we need to know is that ah, we are flowing. Ah, what trans is flowing? Are you getting what I'm saying? I mean, what trans? Ah, God, this, this one is different. This dimension, ah, God, there are people that, was, that were praying for Kennedy again. There was a woman, forgotten her name now. She used to go, when there's going to be a program somewhere, she would have gone like a week before and be praying before the man of God will come there. In fact, there was a woman for Kennedy again that's an intercessor. Kennedy again would be ministering like this, crowd. And then if the woman walks into the meeting, Kennedy again will know in his in spirit that the woman has come. Because the woman specially dedicates her life for interceding for Kennedy again. But you don't hear about the woman. So that's why the heaven will be full of surprises. You don't need to be heard about. You don't even need to come around to say, Pastor, you see, we have been praying for you for 21 days. As for me, look at it, that utterance may be given to me, not that I may buy messages. Can you see that? He's even giving you prayer points. That utterance might be given. If utterance is given and your business breakthrough, you will buy the messages. Do you get what I'm saying? And if you don't buy it, I will know. That I may open my mouth boldly. Can you see that? It's one thing for utterance to be given. It's another thing for you to have the utterance and speak it boldly. Bible says come to the throne of grace with boldness. Boldness is demonstrated as being outspoken. When you see somebody who is bold, the Bible says the righteous one shall be bold. Is as bold as lion. And you, say, mm, oh, you know when lion roars. So that means a lion, a righteous man can roar. You talk boldly. I remember Bishop Benson in the house of blessed memory. I can't forget that message. I've said it many times. He went to Ibadan for a crusade. He said, the people of Ibadan, as soon as we enter Ibadan, all the demons in Ibadan, they pack their load, they carry their traveling back, and they traveled. And people in Ibadan started rejoicing. I can't forget, I can't remember the rest of the message, but that one, that one. He said, a bishop will pick a scripture and say, and the light shine, and darkness cannot comprehend it. And the light shine, and darkness cannot comprehend it. Since we came, there's no more darkness. Boldly. Boldly. The Hobart of Bene spoke when he died. He said, The lion is gone. And he now said another thing. He said, May another one not arise. Because he showed the kingdom. Boldly. And let me tell you, the foundation of communion is bold foundation. People that is that bold. People are so people are so scared right now that you wonder whether they are born again and they are communion. They can't cast a fly. They can't even have somebody out boldly. It's taking them three days, four days, ten days, one year to do you understand? There's no boldness in your approach to things. 
as a student, I will go to the exam hall boldly, even though I've read only 20% of my notes. But you see, there is something that boldness is going to do. You can't forget things when you are bold. Boldly. I shook somebody. I said, ah. But it will show the way you shook. He said, pray for me that I may have utterance and then I may speak boldly to make known the mystery of the what? Of the gospel. Pray for me. It's your lead pastor. You know, those who don't pray for pastors, they are the ones that go online and be typing all kinds of things. What you don't know is that, you know, it got to a point, I sat down. I said, the reward of pastor is from God. That is the truth. You can't know how serious. I mean, a pastor in this church was telling me to say, Pastor, don't worry, your reward is from God. <laughs> Are you still here? Lift up your right hand. Say, I receive grace to pray. Say it again. Say, I receive grace to pray. Give us Hebrew 13 18. Hebrew 13 18. There's something I want to show you there, and I'll go to the second point. Look at it. Let's read this together. One, two, three, go, everybody. Pray for us, for we are confident that we have a good conscience in all things, desiring to live honorably. Can you see that? Say, pray for us. So, you pray for your friends in church, you pray for the units, you pray for your units, you pray for other units, you pray for the, especially people who offend you, pray for them. Else they will not stop offending you. Pray for them. If people owe you money, pray for them. Don't say, you are me. I will show you. You are me. I will show you. Pray for them that God will give them money to pay you. Because some of you can be full of hatred to so say, God, instead of giving them the money, give me directly. So they will see the me, and I will collect the money from them. Pray for them that God live a life of Christ. Praise God. Number two. That intercessory part is very important. If you pray for others, God will make things happen for you. Yeah. Intercessors are not people who lack. Number two. Be faithful to God, the angel of the household, and his representatives. Be faithful. Now, this is the other. When you say faithful, I mean loyalty. Be faithful to God first and foremost. You are here because God put you here. God is, God supersedes, God is superior to everybody here. Be faithful to God. Just take note, be faithful. Number two is faithfulness. It's called loyalty. Be faithful. The word faithfulness does not just mean be full of faith. What it means is when it comes to the things of God, have integrity. Have integrity. Don't come and do eye service and behind you are complaining. Be faithful. You know, in First Corinthians chapter 11, if you read from verse 1, First Corinthians chapter 11, if you read from verse 1, I'd like to show you something there. 11 verse 1. Let's read it loud and clear, everybody. One, two, three, go. Imitate me just as I also imitate Christ. Now, these are Corinthians. These are Corinthians. Listen to me. 
This Corinthians, he has sent Timothy to them. This Corinthians, Apollo was there. This Corinthians, he has sent his representatives. He didn't say he should, they should imitate any of them. He said they should imitate him. They should imitate him. Even the people he sent to them, um, Timothy, um, all other people, they imitated Paul because if he, I don't have all the time, I will have shown you. There is a place he said, I'm sending Timothy who understand my ways. He said, Timothy will teach me, teach you my ways. He won't teach you his ways. That's what it means to have pastors who are extensions of you because I'm an extension of Christ. Is that clear? So that means they won't teach you what I won't teach you. And then you should also imitate me. Now, I use this word imitation because if there is anything I like to make sure is in place in my life, is faithfulness. You know what Paul wrote? He said, consider us as a faithful steward of God's mystery. Faithful steward. Faithful steward. You have integrity of heart. Let me give you an example. Church money is church money. From onset, church money is different from my money. I met with a pastor recently. And we were talking, that was like a month before wedding. I told him, we're just talking, there's a big pastor in this city. So I told him, I said, we're just talking about some issues and all that. I said, you know, you know what, pastor? The integrity is to the level that I told him, I said, no dime is from church for my wedding. No dime. A pastor told me, he said, because you have labored, he said, your wedding is supposed to be shouldered by the church. But do you know the funniest thing? Do you know he was right? Do you know he was right? But do you know something about integrity? For you, the level at which you operate with God, when it comes into, it, into integrity, it doesn't have to be at the level others are operating with God. I don't know if I get what I'm saying. When it comes to faithfulness, when it comes to faithfulness, Bishop Oyebodepo was traveling with, was moving with a man of God that he went to preach for. So they entered the vehicle and as they were driving off, they saw somebody selling corn. The offering basket was inside the vehicle. And they took, brought out the offering basket. They dipped their hands into the offering basket. And they took money. They bought corn. Bishop Oyebodepo said, they took money from that thing. Cost money. You see, the way it touched you, that is why there are certain levels you cannot get to if you do certain things. Oh, he said it in the message. Oh. Faithfulness. I'm just telling you. Our accounting system, finance system, we, I mean, I came, I'm an instruction of an Anglican church, so you can ask him. The way it is, priests don't have access to fund. It's only a demonic priest that will steal money. No, that's the truth. The way it is set, the setting. The only time they get to see money is when they are praying for it in front of everybody. Father, we thank you for this. Blah, blah. And once it is taken away, it's gone. Because in the local assembly, there are people that have been given the responsibility to be in charge. And that's the way it should be. Faithfulness. Faithfulness. Some of you in your workplace, 
you are trying to steal things. You are trying to adjust things. You don't return the change. Faithfulness. When it gets to the church things, you, when, you, when you want to go, go somewhere, you can trek to get to the place and come back. Or you can take something that is lesser. Maybe you, you just use 200 naira or 300 naira for transport. But when it gets to church things, you say, I'm, I'm looking for Uber. I'm looking for Uber. And you want to pay, you want to spend 2,000 to go. Do you understand? Faithfulness. That thing I'm talking about. They are not, it's not something you inherit from your parents. You know, your parents have their own level of training. They say return the change. Make sure you don't lie. When you are giving something, report it. That is good because that one too has a lot. It goes a lot, you know, in, it, it does a lot in training you for what I'm talking about. But it's much more than that. It's a gift of, it's a fruit of the spirit. So be faithful. What you have been given to you is a privilege. Be faithful. To be a prophetic shepherd over your life is a privilege. It's a privilege. I was sharing with some people, I said, when you wake up and you are praying, and 90% of your prayer is for your church members. So you know that we're talking about. Even when you are praying for yourself, the remaining 10% you say, Lord, I receive spirit of wisdom, revelation. The reason is for you to have a trance. Do you understand? The reason is for you to be a pure channel through which people can be blessed. I can't remember when last I said, car, come to me. Car, 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 come now, come now. You, I can't remember, I can't remember when last I said it. You can see that we are quiet. Faithfulness is very strong. Faithfulness. Be faithful in your relationship. Don't be dating two, three people together. You know, things happen among believers. You see somebody, they are holding one to look for one. You know what I'm talking about? That's what people are doing in our, you know, in those days, SU system. fuck, you can't do that. Faithfulness. You're in a relationship somewhere and you are poking somebody somewhere and you are sleeping with somebody somewhere and you are speaking in tongues in church. Faithfulness. And if some of these things are not said and taught in church, you'll be saying new creation reality jargons. Grace jargons. You'll be taking grace to the extreme. Say, I know the grace of God is sufficient for me. The grace of, is, that the, is that what the grace is meant for? The grace of God enabling you to be in a relationship with somebody, sleeping with somebody else, and then... You see some people, they cannot just be open in their business dealing. This is how much I'm collecting. This is this, this is... They are just dubious. It's like they grew up in a dubious family because you wonder how they, where they got it from. Somebody is always cutting corners. And then you are, you are speaking in tongues. This faithfulness... Is it something you need to take seriously and pray for grace? Every trace of unfaithfulness in your system is destroyed in Jesus' name. Amen. Pastor W.F. Kumi said it in a message. He said in those days they used to call for us to supply commissioners, to recommend people for commissioners, to recommend. He said it got to a point, the governors, the presidents, they will call for us and said the people you gave us stole money. And then when we look at the brother, brother, what happened? We were told you stole. And then brother will say, it's the devil. He said, which devil? Which devil? Holy, which devil? And you see the way you are gentle? 
But if I switch now and say, you see, things are turning around for you right now in the name of Jesus, you say, oh, glory. Whereas there is some faithfulness there that is going to block the things from turning around. Be faithful. You say 10 o'clock, you are coming 10.30. Be faithful. It's unfaithfulness and a sense of irresponsibility not to call the people in charge and say, ah, I'm running late. Faithfulness in little things. Because, let me tell you, the prophetic order, Pastor Paul, you can come. Like, Bo, receive. Yeah. There are many hands that have been laid on people. Those heads have remained the same. Many things are going on in that hedge that is not making the hedge to shine. Are you getting what I'm saying? Be faithful. Look at 10 people. Tell them, be faithful, be faithful, be faithful. Some of you, if we are to look at what is in your heart, the kind of ideal man, ideal woman in your heart to marry, you will never marry till you go and meet your... You will never marry. If there is nobody like that, it's a lie. But a time comes, you align with God's plan for your life. Because what you have in your heart as a demon, it does not exist. People can only grow into that. And if it exists, it's another man's husband. Another woman's husband. No, that's the truth. It's another woman's husband. Number three. I need to run now. Buy or connect into the vision of the spiritual family, which must be to propagate the gospel of Christ and make us and make you successful in your dealings. You must buy into the vision of the family. You must connect with it. The vision is to help people discover and fulfill their destiny. You must that must be at the center of your mind. Especially if you're a steward, you must buy into it. Even a member must buy into it. If they wake you up and said, communion, you answer. When they say communion, you answer. When they say, why do you guys exist? You must be able to say it. Everything you are doing in your own business must be to help people to connect to their destinies. Because you buy into the vision of the house. You are even doing your business to advance the vision of the house. You are married to advance the vision of the house. As I landed in a quiet bomb, somebody, ah, somebody said, no, 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 I married for the ministry. Uh, that doesn't mean that because of the ministry, then we jeopardize marriage. No. You must buy into the vision. You must connect with the vision. And when you connect with the vision, things will start running in your life. Number four, be a faithful steward of the vision of the household. You'll be faithful to the vision of the household, a spiritual family. Without eye service. Romans chapter 12, 3 to 8. Romans chapter 5, Romans chapter 12, 3 to 8, and verse 11. Second Corinthians chapter 4, 1 to 2. Let me just note it, just note it. Be faithful steward. Be faithful steward of the vision of the household. Number 5. Honor God. Honor your man of God. Honor all the men of God that are representative of your man of God and honor all men in the household. Now I'm telling you this. This is very important. You have to honor yourself. You have to honor your friends. You have to honor your neighbor. That's very important. 
First Timothy chapter 5, 17 to 20. First Timothy chapter 5, 17 to 20. Let's look at it. Let the elders who rule well be counted worthy of double honor, especially those who labor in the word and doctrine. Those who labor in the word and doctrine. Verse 18. For the scripture says, You shall not muzzle an horse while he treads out the, uh, while he treads out the grain. And the laborer is worthy of his word wages. Verse 19. Do not receive an accusation against an elder except from two or three witnesses. So why people dishonor people is because they receive accusation. Somebody gossip about this person, about this person, behind this person. He said, don't do that. All right? If you don't have three, four, five people saying the same thing, then you should know that you are not in a safe place. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 7. Hebrews 13, 7. Look at this. This is very important. Read everybody if you can see it. One, two, three, go. Remember those who rule over you, who have spoken the word of God to you, whose faith follow, considering the outcome of their conduct. Go to verse 16. One, two, three, go. But do not forget to do good and to share, for with such sacrifices God is well pleased. Verse 17. Obey those who rule over you and be submissive, for they watch out for your souls as those who must give account. Let them do so with joy and not with grief, for that will be unprofitable. Unprofitable for who? You are wasting your time if you disobey, because it will not be profitable for you. Can you see it? Can you see it? Uh Because the next seven years is a year where you hear certain instruction, command. Oga, sit down. You want to travel? Don't travel. You must be submissive to the directives. There are certain things that you don't know about your own life that for somebody who is spiritually watching over you, you can see ahead. You can see ahead. I remember when I first came to tell Pastor Koja, I said, we'll be coming to Lagos. He said, this thing you are saying, I'm very happy. And he said, sit down. Let me tell you something. And he started telling me things. I said, Jesus, these people, they see things. We went for a program. Pastor Adeboye housed some ministers, so he taught us some things. So I told Pastor Koja, I said, this program, this program. Pastor, ah. He now said, eh. He said, okay, don't worry, I will get it. So he got it. He listened. So we now had the opportunity to travel together somewhere. So we're in the plane. He said a statement. He said what that Baba said. You people cannot get it the way you are supposed to get it. He said we are supposed to be the interpreter of what Baba said. Of Baba. We are supposed to interpret it to your generation to understand it. The things I didn't hear, Pastor you heard. He said, you know, Baba said that nobody has ever helped me twice in ministry. I said, eh. He said, you know what that means? Oga, you don't know anything. Obey those who rule over you. How you know people make mistakes is this. They will have chosen their future partner. They will have concluded it. They will have sliced it. They will have packaged it. They will have started it, and maybe after a year, they will not say, Pastor, you see, 
there's this guy. Which guy? Which guy? But you see, when the feelings start rising, or let's say when the revelations start coming up, they, they do not talk that time. Obey those who rule over you. There are jobs that your certificate cannot get, but by prophetic utterance, it can come to you. Some people don't even have certificates. They control things. There are people that go for interview and they see people with certificate. You know, when you see certificate is different from certificate. They see people from Ivy League school. You know what I'm talking about. You came from Mife. You don't understand. You came from UI. You came from Unilag. People from Princeton, from, from, from Yale, from Harvard. They are bidding from the same, for the same job. And you say you not go with prophetic cultures. Obey those who rule over you. You can't plan your way into these things. A lady came to me and said, Pastor, I believe God for scholarship, but it's half scholarship they gave me. I said, receive full scholarship. And that's how I talk. I said, just receive full scholarship. And I left. I've forgotten. The lady came back like two weeks after. He said, Pastor, you know what? I didn't plan for this. He said, I just saw a mail and they connected me with this and I got full scholarship. I said, congratulations. And I went. Do you know the funniest thing? To the one that spoke, I dwell in the realm of reality. I know God will do it. You are the one that needed faith to connect to what I said. Obey those who rule over you. I'm not joking. Bishop Uedepo look at a lady. The lady said, Ha, ah, I scored below cutoff. I, I couldn't get admission. He said, Go to you I now. Go now. And I think a lady or guy, child went. He got to the UI gate. As he was going, he came from a very humble home. As he was going, somebody was driving in and the person was asking the guy that, where's the admission office? Ah, he said, sir, that's where I'm going to. He said, ah, come in. Let's go. Ah, prophetic utterance. Ah. And as they were going, they were now discussing. They said, ah, I'm also looking for admission. I said, so the man in his own mark, mark, you know, look, he just, the man just took the two of them because he's a very influential person. They must give his child admission. And just give, he said, these are my children. Give them admission. The two of them. When the admission will come out, it was that guy they gave admission. They didn't give his own child the admission. Listen, prophetic utterance is different from connection. No? This is Lagos. Look at the way Lagos is. You can get lost here. That you'll be somewhere and nobody will remember. Even Facebook will not remember you. You don't get. There are so many testimonies to share. I look at the pastor in this church. I say, why are you, why is your tummy coming out? I put my hand. I say, what's I push it inside. The, the, the pastor started stooling. I'm, I'm not joking. Any person say, pastor, 
So I said, hey, what's what I said, you touch my tummy and I started, I said, I'm not, I need to recover from it. So I was putting my hand, I said, Pastor, don't touch it. Then I remember the testimony of Bishop Francis Waluke. The person was stolen. And Bishop put his hand and said, stop. And then the person couldn't go to the toilet at all. <laughs> Many days. They had to bring the guy. And Bishop said, ah, sorry. He began to run normally. You cannot compare. Look, those who are sent are different from those who are positioned to receive from those who are sent. Are you getting what I'm saying? And that's why we don't talk against men of God. There's a notion, there's a mantle, there's a grace that is that makes them exceptional. You don't know who is best for you when it comes to marriage. Your eyes can't see it. Number six, walk in love. What that means is give and forgive. In a spiritual family, walk in love. People will step on your toes, forgive. People will be lacking. Give to them. Sometimes you don't have to give money. Give materials. Sometimes you don't have to give materials. Give word of encouragement. Pray for them. Encourage them. Do not take offense. Engage in strife. Do not be envious. Walk in love. Romans chapter 12 verse 9. Let's quickly run through it. Romans 12, 9. Let love be without hypocrisy above what is evil. Cling to what is good. Let's read together verse 10. One, two, three, go. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love. In honor, giving preference to one another. So what he's saying is that make sure the priority of others is above yours. Yes? Not lacking in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. So love helps you to serve the Lord and be fervent in the spirit. Yes? Rejoicing in hope, patience in tribulation, continue steadfastly in prayer. Verse 13. Distributing to the needs of the saints, giving to hospitality. Yes? Bless those who persecute you, bless and do not curse. Yes? Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. This is fraternity. Anything that happens to anyone in this church happens to you. Are you listening to me? Don't come and share testimony as if others are dummies. You know, there are different motives underneath. People, people, you know, especially when you hear that somebody just failed the whole course or failed a course. You know, you now say, you, see, you know, when pastor declared the word, we caught it. We stood like this. We just caught it. And the others are feeling depressed. By your testimony, instead of feeling elated. Are you getting what I'm saying? Don't create an unnecessary envy for yourself. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Yes? Be of the same mind towards one another. Do not set your mind on high things, but associate with the humble. Do not be wise in your own opinion. That you know me. It's what is inside me I will do. You know, there are people that will sit down like this. You are canceling them. You, you have decided before they came. Yes? Repay no one evil for evil. Have regard for good things in the sight of all men. Verse 18. If it is possible, as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. They might not want to live peaceably with you, but live peaceably without many men. 
all men. Well, pastor, there are people who are troublesome. Live peaceably with them. Tell them, I'm, caught, I'm cutting you off from my life. I'm cutting you off. I'm okay with you. I love you. I bless you. Because if I allow you, you do more damage. Thank you. God bless you. As much as it depends on you, live peaceably with all men. Because there are men that will always trouble your life. Next verse. Verse 19. Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to, to wrath. For it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. So let God take... Yes? Therefore, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him a drink. For in so doing, you will heap coals of fire on his head. People misinterpret this place. You know what people think is, when you are giving your enemy a drink, his head will be burning. My friend, your enemy is having a nice time when you give him a drink. (laughs) He's having a nice time. It's even difficult for believers now to give their fellow believers drink. People in this, in this present day life, when they buy drink for you, there's something they're expecting in return. That's why when some guys want to start a relationship, they will be hanging out with girls and be forming friendship, forming friendship. You are wasting your time. If you cannot be friends here, walking to decorate, walking to sing in the choir, walking to carry chairs, are you getting what I'm saying? That is where friendship is, not buying drinks. There is no lady you will take out to go and be by buying drinks that will not suspect that you have something in your mind. But nobody will suspect you carrying rug. Nobody will suspect you putting... Are you getting what I'm saying? Because everybody is working together. That's where the core friendship is. And you are asking the person, why are you not in church? So, so happen. Ah, sorry. It is well with you. I will join you in prayer. And the person comes. And you get what I'm saying? And you are getting closer, closer and closer, closer and closer. One day you just come. You say, you see, all of us are tired. Take drink. There is no way drink will not eventually come. But you will have actually penetrated on a neutral ground before you start buying nonsense drink. And they are starting with drinks. And the person is thinking, Kilo Shele, Ora drink. Ego. I'm telling you, I was doing accounting with my accountants. And the accountants. Start accounting for my life. Praise God. There is no way your future has not been packaged around you. Everything you are looking to get in your future is packaged around you. The money you need for your business is with someone around you. Are you getting what I'm saying? God never give us things from far distance that you are hoping and you are going and you are struggling to go there. No! It's around you. But let love rule in your heart. What this thing means is that you are stopping your enemy from really penetrating your heart with offense. When you pray for your enemy, you are nice to... Are you getting on? You are just okay with people. 
Let's read. One, two, three, go. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. If you believe that, can you say amen? The last point. Be generous to your spiritual family and execution of our vision. Give tithes, give offering, special seed of faith for any special program or projects. But just write, be generous to your spiritual family. Let me tell you, let me tell you something. One of the things I learned from our fathers, they don't joke with their tight cards. How many of you have parents like that? They have tight cards. You will see them keeping their tight cards. You will see them saving to go and give on Sunday. You will see them, they will call all of you in the, when, probably when you were young, they will give you money to go and give. They have that generosity as part of their Christianity. Now people just grow up and look at church. What they want to eat, what they want to spend, what they would like to enjoy is what they want from church. If we say that we are declaring rice and bean service, you will see what will happen in this place. As a matter of fact, most of the people come to church, they like to sit at the back. That day of rice and bean service, people will not allow pastors to sit in front. Or if they sit at the back, they say, you people must start from the back. Don't be a believer who is always expecting somebody to give to him. You must be generous in your system. You see an old woman that needs to cross the road. You cannot even need, you don't, crossing the road for you. It's just, pa, pa, you are left. But you should remember that one day, it will be your turn. Ah, but pastor, it cannot be my turn. No. I will have driver, I will have Rolls Royce, I will have, I will have, I will have, I will have, I will have. Alright. It's generosity to take an elderly woman or an elderly man across the road. And sometimes they look at you and they bless you. We have seen people that, that testify from those little, little, little things. It's generosity. That's when you can't give offering in church, it shows in the rest of your character display. It shows. You enter a relationship, you can't even give. You can't give in relationship. Why are you there? No, no, I'm asking. Because relationship is forgiving. There can't be productivity without giving. That's the truth. Even there can't be reproductivity without giving. Mm. First Corinthians 9 verse 1. Let me read some things. In, you know, because some of us are not, are not familiar with the Bible. Let me just read this. Please. Am I not an apostle? This is Paul speaking to himself. Listen, you know, watch this side. Am I not free? Have I not seen Jesus Christ our Lord? Are you not my work in the Lord? You are my work in the Lord. If I'm not an apostle to others, yet doubtless I am to you. For you are the seal of my apostleship in the Lord. Talking to the Corinthians. Yes? My defense to those who examine me is this. So some people were examining him. Do we have no right to eat and drink? Because we are opposed to. Do we have no right to take along a believing wife? You know, he didn't marry. And do also the, and as do also the other apostles. This is how we find out that the other apostles were married. 
And then you remember Peter's mother, um, um, mother-in-law was sick and Jesus healed and the woman was, so we knew Peter, the first Pope, got married. So the rest of the Pope, we don't know why they are not married. Now, as do also the other apostles, the brothers of the Lord and Cephas. Yes, verse 6. Or is it only Barnabas and I who have no right to refrain from walking? So that means some other people did full time. What you call full time. But they were still tent makers. Do you get that? Whoever goes to war, whoever goes to war at his own expense, so meaning that, okay, as God is sending you, you are going to spend your whole money, you are going to make your own money for yourself to sponsor the gospel. Who plants a vineyard and does not eat of its fruit? Or who tends a flock and does not drink of the milk of the flock? I'm telling you things that are the right of the Apostle Paul to the Church of Corinthians, things that are the right of Pastor Tokbe to the Church of Communion. And so the rest of the pastors representing me. Look at what it says. Verse, he said, Do I say these things as a mere man, or does not the law say the same also? He's saying, Honor the, honor the law. That's what we read in the Timothy. He said, Do not muzzle. Do you understand? The other thing that threats. See, for it is written in the law of Moses, You shall not muzzle an us while he threats out the grain. Is it usin God is concerned about? In Yoruba they say Or does he say it altogether for our sakes? For our sakes, no doubt. This is written that he who plows should plow in hope, and he who threshes in hope should be particular of his hope. Next verse, and it says, if we have so spiritual things for you, is it a great thing if we reap your material? Things is it a great thing? He said, If others are partaker of this right over you, are we not even more? Nevertheless, we have not used this right, but endure all things, lest we hinder the gospel of Christ. There are people who will tell you, I am asking all of you right now to make a decision because by December I want to be in Paris and it will cost me five million. So if you are going to give fifty thousand come up, hundred thousand come out, one fifty thousand come out. Paul is saying there are people who do that and we cannot say they are wrong. Are you listening to me? But we deliberately don't do that, and then we walk with our hands. And because we don't do that, we can't criticize others who do it. But you had better been told that we don't have to ask you before you do it. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's generosity. Generosity. Be generous to the house. Give your tithes. Don't follow the gospel of against tithes on, online. They want to destroy your finances. Give your offering. Give. See, one of the things that makes you part of a group or a family is that you give to the family. Are you getting what I'm saying? If you join a society now, let's say a society, you have deals you are paying there. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah, but tithes are not deals. Offerings are not deals. There are things that you have been given a directive to give. 
So don't just receive and put your head down and say, say, Pastor said we should be faithful. I'm faithful. Okay, be faithful in stewardship. I'm faithful. All right, buy into the vision. I buy into the vision. All right, walk in love. I forgive. Okay, I walk in love. All right, all right, all right. But that seed of faith thing they are talking about, I, I, it's not my business, man. No. No. You know what I found out? Some people give themselves to the service of the kingdom and those who really give are people who are not serious in church. And let me tell you, the generosity attracts the blessing. The generosity. I can show you. He said when you give bountifully and you give with your heart, you give cheerfully. Second Corinthians chapter 9 verse 6. He said, verse 8, verse 8, he said, all grace shall be made to abound towards you. You can't even be in this kind of economy and be stingy. If you are stingy in this kind of economy, under this present government, you will be poor. I am telling you, you will be poor. When are you supposed to give more? When there is lack in the environment. That is the truth. When there is high inflation. When it looks like things are tight, that's when you should give. There was a particular week, I gave almost 170,000. Look for this one, just give. Look at this. Because I look at the wedding. Ah. If I plan for the wedding by myself, I will fail. I just had to give it. I give it. When I did my final stuff about what she did, what I did, I just did what I did alone. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. Things were so much in excess up to now. Excess up to now. So I was wondering because I'm not like that. Why excess? I couldn't believe it. You know the funniest thing? A month before the wedding, I didn't have up to, I didn't have more than one quarter of what I spent. I didn't have more than one quarter. And it's not that I've spent everything. Pastor is now broke. Please help him. No. Please help him. Can you do something? Can you do something? No. I like it. Pastor in this church, we were talking. He said, you see, Pastor, I don't just want to put myself under prayer. The kind of car I like, I can buy it now. And the person was talking. I just look at her. Me too, the kind of car I like. I mean, if I might not be able to buy it because the car I like. But then, I have like 75% of the money. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Give us don't lack. I'm a living proof. Give us don't lack. What I also be doing in these seven years now is that I found out that I need to give myself more to the ministry. So I'm looking for businesses to invest in. I need to invest in about 70 business. 70. Have my money there. And it's coming in. Coming in. It's part of giving. Praise God. Glory to God. How many of you are set for wonderful things tonight? How many of you are set? We know you have been blessed by the insightful teaching of God's Word by Pastor Topa Officer brought to you by Communion Christian Center. For more information on how to be a partner and others, contact plus 234-8035-858047 or send a mail to topaofficeio at gmail.com. Remain blessed as you fulfill your destiny.